When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yen, it's time for the Host Plus Cup Show. That's a plus with Mark Braybrook. And a very good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Nice to have your company for the next hour as we talk all things rugby league, particularly Queensland rugby league in the Host Plus Cup, which started last weekend with a bang, another full round of action. To, uh, this weekend as well. The match you'll hear here on SEN on Saturday afternoon with myself and Gary Belcher calling the game on Saturday evening as once again from North Ipswich Reserve as the Jets take on the Mackay Cutters. More about that a little bit later. In the program today, Dave Maiden will be joining me shortly to have a look back at round one of competition in the Host Plus Cup and other rugby league news from around the state. We'll also catch up with the coach of the Burley Bears, Rick Stone, the coach of the PNG Hunters, Matt Church. We spoke to Dave last week about um, what the uh, Hunters have been going through. So I thought we should touch base with Matt to find out uh, how they're coping. They had a good start of the season. They had a win, so we'll chat with Matt a little bit later in the show. And we're also going to chat with uh, the West Panthers coach of the women's team, Craig Green. Greeny has uh, been with the club for many, many years and has coached the women's team for a number of years. And a, a, a marvellous story he's got, he'll relate to us, that we mentioned on Breakfast with Patton Heels a couple of weeks back, is that the West Panthers are sponsored by... The American golfer Harold Varner III, would you believe? It's a small world, isn't it? We'll get Greeny to explain to us how that came about a little bit later in the program. Looking at the results from last weekend, the season started down at Pickabeen and it was a win for the Brisbane Tigers. They defeated Tweed by 20 points to 16. So good start there for the Tigers, who had a lean 2021, I think it's fair to say. So 20 points to 16, the Tigers over the Seagulls. Then the Hunters, as you mentioned, in Mackay, a great win for the Hunters, 16 points to 10 on Saturday night. The Northern Pride, too good for the Ipswich Jets, 26 points to 6, the match you heard here on SEN. Also on Saturday night, a big win for the Falcons over the Dolphins, 24 points to 4, the Sunshine Coast over Redcliffe. Then on Sunday, the TV game, uh, we'll speak with Rick Stone a little bit later, as I mentioned, the Bears, 26, too good for Wynnum, 18. And the final, their last two matches on of the round, the Capras, 24, Central Capras, um, got out of jail to defeat the Magpies, South Logan, 22. And the Devils, that trip, we spoke to Rowan Smith last week. The Devils, uh, 38 Norths, defeated Townsville 14. So a terrific start. The defending Premiers, 38-14 winners uh, in their first game of the year. Round two this weekend, we see Wynnum hosts the Pride um, at Iona College at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, just before 4 o'clock in Rocky, the Capras take on the Hunters. Uh, 4 o'clock in Townsville, it's the Blackhawks up against Burley. Then on Saturday, the matches I mentioned we'll be calling here on SEN, the Jets and the Cutters. 7 o'clock on Saturday night, South Logan up against the Tigers. Then on Sunday... 
It's the North Devils against Redcliffe and the Seagulls against the Sunshine Coast Falcons at Pickabeam. But this is the Host Plus Cup show. Mark Braybrook with you on this Wednesday afternoon. The Host Plus Cup show on this Wednesday afternoon. It's all thanks to our good friends at Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Time for our weekly chat with uh, Dave Maiden from the QRL, who no doubt uh, was watching plenty of football last weekend because now the Host Plus Cup is back and we've had the Cyril Connell, we had the Mal Meninga going for a couple of weeks. We've got the uh, BMD Championship starting this week too, Dave. So it is all happening, as they say. Surely is uh, loving the footy back, and you know it's a quite a big weekend over these these uh, last weekend, this weekend. So we have 832 passengers we need to get around the state <laughs> in some capacity. So it's uh, it's a pretty big exercise to make sure it all happens smoothly. Yeah, and as a, a little bit later in the show, we'll speak to Gray, Craig Green from the West Panthers. They're up to Rocky, as I mentioned, the women's comp starting this weekend. But let's uh, have a look first of all at the the Host Plus Cup. We saw the defending premiers, and I'll speak to Rick Stone shortly. Of course, they were beaten by Norse last week, but I reckon. Norse have issued a statement early, haven't they, mate, with that win over Townsville, having to go to Townsville, um, and it looked like they'd just picked up where they left off last year. Yeah, look, we had some people on the ground up there having a look at that. I didn't get an opportunity to see it, unfortunately, but uh, some some good judges said that Norse were in first gear up there and and wow. were very clinical against the Blackhawks and, and, and had a big win up there. So so that was uh, yeah, probably concerning from a Townsville point of view and, and from the rest of the competition that Norse have stated their intentions early. Now, you mentioned last week on the program uh, about the PNG Hunters, and we're going to speak with Matt Church uh, next on the show, a little bit later on the show, I should say. Um, that's, a, that's a good win for them to start the year, isn't it? To, to be on the road and get a win as well. I'm really happy for Matt and the Hunters that uh, all the hard work and all the sacrifices they've made have um, given them some encouragement early to get a win up. Yeah, it certainly has. I, I went up to Gladstone and watched them play a trial against the Capras, and, and they had 13, 15 new players in there that they pulled out of the Digicel Cup in PNG. And I thought, it's going to take you know a month to six weeks for them to get used to the speed and the pace and the, the, the aggression and, the, the I suppose, the discipline involved with the, the our Host Plus Cup in 2022. So it's good to see them rebound quickly from that trial defeat and, and put a put a good win on the board up there in Mackay and a team that I expect to go really well this year. And how um, did the weekend go with the protocols, Dave, with COVID and, and bringing those in and clubs being... Was there much disruption with any uh, COVID-related things across the board? Uh, we uh, we were lucky we, we got managed to get through that, but I don't expect that to continue. Um, I expect there will be some disruptions and we'll have to manage some some late changes, but, you know, that by and by, every team that travelled and everyone that was required to go through the protocols did it. They understood it's part of the reason to, uh, the, the, the protocols that we need to make sure that our competition continues with as minimal disruption. And, and same-day travel is tough for them. We know it's tough. Um, you know, we know it's, they've got to get up early to, earlier than they normally would. Their preparation is a little different. But, the, the, you know, everybody, I respect the fact that they're doing everything they can to make sure our competitions continue as uninterrupted. Yeah, that's great. Um, I also noticed, uh, you know, the first game of the year down at uh, Pickabeen, the Seagulls, uh, Brisbane Tigers, who I think it's fair to say, I mentioned earlier, had, um, for, for their standards, a disappointing 2021. Uh, they'll be encouraged by their start as well. 
Yeah, look, uh, some, the pundits have, have Tweed as one of their favourites for our competition, and, and you know, Ben Wolf has them really primed, and they'll be they'll be getting some good Titans players back, and they've got their solid local players that, that make them contribute really well. So so that win for the Tigers down there is is a really encouraging sign for them after a couple of disappointing years, really. And and they had a, they were a strong Melbourne Storm contingent there, you know. So, uh, but that was really well done. Good game of football, and and they ripped into each other. Unfortunately, uh, Figger Bean's a bit like a black hole down there. We've been working with Telstra to try and get some some reception out of there, but it's very difficult for our broadcasters to actually live stream out of the place. Uh, it's just one area that you don't get much reception at all. No, you don't get much reception, but you get a few snakes every now and again too down at Picker Bean. So um, it is one of those. If you haven't had the opportunity to go and watch Tweed uh, down at Picker Bean, it is one of those um, adventures, I suppose you could say. Terrific atmosphere when you get down there. Um, it's surrounded by bush. It's a wonderful place to go and watch footy. So if you get the chance to head to Picker Bean, it's well worth the, well worth the trip. Sunny coast, good winners over Redcliffe. So that was a good start to them. But I just wanted to touch on while we've got the time, and I know you're, you're busy today, um, the women's premiership starts this weekend, round one underway, and hasn't the women's game developed uh, not only in Queensland but right across the board? Yeah, look, we're very proud of the BMD premiership, and we're looking forward to this season commencing. You know, we've got eight teams in there that are that are very strong, a lot of quality, even with the the NRLW season sort of overlapping. So we're losing a lot of our players to the NRLW, which is exactly what we want for all of our competitions. We're a transitional aspirational competitions at all levels. So, um, you know, the, the BMD Prem, though, there's some really quality players coming through. The 16, 17, 18, 19-year-olds are the ones, these females are the ones that have actually played rugby league all the way through without having to stop at 12 and then rejoining it at 17. So, so they've basically had that, they haven't got that five-year loss of skill acquisition. So as a result, we've got some great footy players in there. Their quality is good. They're athletes. They want to play the game. They can play the game. And it's a really good spectacle. And most, or when the opportunity arises, will they be played on the same grounds as part of, you know, a day with the Host Plus Cup senior teams? Yes, always. Uh, right. We're always doing that. And, and a lot of the clubs are, 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 you know, they're alternating. So sometimes they're, Host Plus Cup is, the, is the, the last game of the game. Sometimes it's the BMD Premiership game is the, is the last game of the day. So, is, you know, we, we do have some issues still with, uh, that we're trying to improve around facilities and, and specifically female facilities. Mm. So, you know, that, that creates some difficulties with dressing rooms and showering and whatnot. So we're working through that, but each club is, is aiming to make sure that they improve their female facilities so that they're premium and, uh, premium and they're that there's no issues any day that we have a game. So Saturday, one twenty, Seagulls at Wynnum uh, play Burley at Iona College. Uh, Saturday, 5.30 at Marsden State High. It's South Logan up against the Brisbane Tigers. Then also in Rocky, um, the Central Capras host the West Panthers. We'll speak to Craig Green a little bit later in the show. That's at Brown Park. And then to finish on Sunday, 1 o'clock at the Mighty Pigabine, it's Tweed up against the Gold Stars. So uh, that promises to be a terrific end to round one of the BMD Premiership. Good to talk to you, mate. I know you're busy. I'll let you go and we'll chat again next week. No worries. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you soon. You too, mate. Uh, there he is, Dave Maiden, competitions manager from the QRL. Yeah, full round of footy this weekend. Plenty of action happening. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, the BMW Premier, BM, BMD Premiership for the women starts uh, this weekend. We'll speak to Craig Green a little bit later in the program. This is the Host Cup.
Host Plus Cup show, Mark Braybrook, on this Wednesday afternoon. All thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Mark Braybrook with you on this Wednesday afternoon. The game we're doing Saturday night comes from North Ipswich. It is the Ipswich Jets against the Mackay Cutters. But one of the more impressive performances on the weekend, as I mentioned at the top of the show, was uh, Burley's win over Wynnum at Cougarai. doesn't happen too often that uh, Wynnum are beaten at home, particularly at the start of the year when everything is... Uh, you know, uh, everyone's up and about, but it was a terrific performance from Burley. I'm sure that uh, it pleased their coach, Rick Stone, who joins me on the line now. Rick, thanks for your time, mate. Welcome to another season. Congratulations on the start. Uh, thanks very much, Mark. Afternoon. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, you know, probably a little bit scrappy like most first games are, but we're lucky enough to have the services of a couple of senior Titans blokes, in particular Jared Wallace and Herman Essiesi, who, who really helped us up front in the first 20 minutes. What pleased you the most? Oh, probably that we had a little bit more strike, I suppose, in the attack. Um, those two blokes definitely helped. You know, they their go forward was terrific, and you know how they started the game and how they finished the game was really, really impressive. They made a couple of errors, but um, you know, overall we looked like we had some points in us, and we probably struggled a little bit with that in the back end of last year when we got a few injuries. I on last week's show we spoke to to Rowan Smith uh, and Ben Cross about the disruptions in the off season and the COVID ramifications. How has the off season been uh, for the Burley Bears and how have you coped? Yeah, probably not too bad. Um, look, we did have a lot of our squad sort of get COVID over the New Year period, which probably wasn't too bad. We had a bit of a break, put training back a few days and. You know, we still had maybe a third of our squad out to start with when we kicked off training, maybe in the second week of January. But apart from that, we've had a few little disruptions, but not massive. And um, most of the boys have been pretty decent. I've been lucky enough to stay away from it at this point in time. So, oh, you've joined um, yourself now. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Got to stay out on the golf course away from the clubs and pubs, mate. That's amazing. Well, mate, last year with all the ups and downs and the you know what you had to go through, being a Gold Coast club and being close to the border, etc., certainly not as maybe as impacted as Tweed in that respect. But you would have had players having to cross the border at border and not being able to, etc., etc. You would have learnt a lot, and the players would have learnt that they can cope with last-minute changes, can't they? Do you reckon that, that will help you this year? the fact that the players now are a little bit more adaptable than perhaps they were two years ago? I think you're probably right, yeah. I think the whole world's learned to cope a little bit differently, Mark, to be honest. Um, and our footy club's no different. Um, you know, we're obviously into the COVID rapid test before every game now, particularly if we're hosting um, any full-time players from the Titans, as we have been in the last couple of weeks. And the players just move in, get their job done and get on with it, you know, at, at probably extends their day a little bit, but um, they're fairly professional. They understand, you know, if we want to play and keep the game going, well, these are some of the things that we need to get done. I know it's most probably a cliche question that everyone asks a coach from, you know, the beaten grand finals from the year before, but what impact uh, has that had around the club? Has it forgotten about or is it motivation for 2022? Uh, Yeah, look, I suppose as a proud club like Burley is, we want to be competitive. Yeah, we want to think we can have a crack at the competition. Um, you know, a lot of things have to go your way to, you know, to make that fall into place, of course. You know, your opponents have got to align with injury and form. We've probably had a little bit of both as far as injury and probably our momentum wasn't headed in the right direction in the semi-final series last year. Um, you know, before the COVID break, we had about a month off 
our, our form was good and we're on an upward trend. We're, we're a bit clunky sort of coming out of COVID. We never quite got back to our best by the time we sort of finished the season. So you need a little bit of luck, definitely with injury, and you need to have the momentum heading in the right direction at the right time. And uh, at different parts of the season, we did, did have that, but probably not so much at the end of the season when we really need it. You mentioned earlier... Uh, about uh, Jared Wallace and Herman of CSC coming into the squad from the Titans. It was timely, wasn't it, really, when you consider that uh, first game for the club in many years without Luke Page to have two experienced big men come in to replace uh, someone that's been the cornerstone of your pack for so long? Yeah, that's true. Page is a great leader on and off the field and great character to have around the club and really inspiration soul of our team in particular when we're looking for some sort of spark. So to lose him was a big... Big loss. Um, he's still going to be around the club, Luke, but um, obviously we're going to miss him on the field massively. So to have those two senior boys, you know, decorated as they are, to sort of come and show some of our younger blokes a little bit of the way first up was um, a real bonus. And, you know, we're not quite sure how many times we might get those two boys during the year, but we're definitely taking with both hands when we can. Two away games to start the year. Of course, last week at Wynnum in, in the, the heat of the day with a, a two o'clock kickoff. This time you've got a trip to Townsville, which you have to do in the one day. How does that um, affect your preparation? Do you change things with having to go up to Townsville and back in the one day? Uh, look, we're actually going up, staying over and coming back the next oh, day. Oh, you're allowed to, All eh? things are flying. Yeah, you're allowed to stay after night, but I mean, the most important thing is making sure you've got COVID-free players okay. to get there, and that's, that's the most important thing. So we, we'll fly pretty early, relatively about 8.30, check in the hotel about lunchtime, have some lunch, and then start getting ready for the game at 4 o'clock, and then sort of travel back on the first flight available on Sunday. So, yeah, look, at different stages of the year in Queensland, Cup, we've definitely travelled on the day, and... Mm. Um, it's a little bit more of a burden, a little bit more early rise, considering we're going to travel from the Gold Coast to get to Brisbane Airport to travel to sort of Townsville. So, um, yeah, it adds a little bit more, <clears throat> I suppose, complications and, uh, you know, just a little bit making the trip a little bit tougher. But, um, yeah, I think they've all done it uh, plenty of times before. And, you know, after a good win last week, we're, we're looking to try and back something up and, just form some sort of combinations and, and get some sort of consistency in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think earlier in the season, before the novelty wears off, it's a, it's a good time to be doing it. It's still new and fresh and everyone's excited. No doubt you would have had a look at uh, the Townsville v Norths game from last weekend up in Townsville. Uh, were Norths as impressive as the scoreline suggested? Oh, yeah, they probably were. You know, they're still a quality team and Rowan's obviously been able to replace some key players with some other decent players. So, um, yeah, they've got plenty of strike and, you know, they're going to be there about as long as they stay a little bit healthy throughout the year. Um, we know Townsville's been a competitive team. The Blackhawks, you know, probably since their inception in the Queensland Cup, they've always got a quality team. And, you know, I'm not quite sure about how many... Um, um, Cowboys players they do get or what their scenario is there but they similar to us where they sort of bank on their own players a little bit more than relying on I suppose the NRL players mm. so we know they're a competitive team we know they're hard to beat at home and we know we've sort of got, got it in front of us on, on Saturday and looking forward to the challenge Does the fact the Titans are playing on Saturday away in Canberra and you're playing away in Townsville on Saturday mean that it's uh, going to be harder for you to get players like Jared Wallace, who's been named in their squad, or even Herman uh, back for that sort of a trip on Saturday? Yeah, that's true, mate. With the extended squads of NRL at 24, you know, they're going to Canberra, we're going to 
Townsville pretty much at the same time. So mm. we won't have Herman, we won't have um, Jared Wallace, and probably no Esam Masters. So there's a couple of sort of key players who played big roles in our win last week that won't be available, but that provides some opportunity for some other boys. And um, yeah, some, some boys are very, very disappointed about missing out on first week. And some of those lads will get their opportunity to impress um, in week two. Yeah, and that's what you want, isn't it? Those players that do miss out to be disappointed and, and want to prove a point when they get their opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think our boys and most of the boys in the Queensland Cup understand the process of, you know, the full-time players coming back and a few, you know, a bit of a domino effect going down the grades, to be honest. And mm. that's something they've just got to accept. Our fellas generally accept it pretty well and, and move on and understand that, you know, it's only round one. I, well, that's why I try and tell them anyway. It's round one. There's a long, long way to go and a lot changes in a week in footy. And obviously it has already. Our team will sort of be a fair bit different to what it was in, in the first week, that's for sure. But I really appreciate your time uh, on a busy week. Uh, congratulations on the start of the season. Good luck against Townsville. No doubt we'll be uh, chatting to you regularly throughout the season here on the Host Plus Cup show. And uh, good luck, mate. Nice to catch up with you again. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, good on you, mate. Rick Stone, there he is, the coach of the Burley Bears, who are heading to Townsville on the weekend to take on the Blackhawks, who are well beaten by uh, Norths on the weekend. But as Rick pointed out, they are a quality side Townsville. And being a home game for them, the Cowboys, uh, they might have some players coming back. But Burley, as they always are, will be a team to beat in the Host Plus Cup in 2022. We better take a break here uh, on this Wednesday afternoon. Another side of the break, we're going to talk women's rugby league. We're going to catch up with um, a man um, that... Uh, sorry, we're not going to talk women's rugby league. We're going to talk to the coach of the PNG Hunters. We're going to talk to Matt Church, who is going to join us to let us know how the Hunters are looking heading into 2022. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. You may remember last week on the program uh, when speaking with Dave Maiden, we were talking about um, the PNG Hunters and how the Warriors have got a lot of attention with what they've been through, but uh, sometimes slipping under the radar is the extraordinary sacrifices being made by a group of people to allow the Hunters to continue to play in the Host Plus Cup. Last year on Breakfast with Patton Heels, we chatted with uh, Matt Church about uh, what the team had to go through last year at Runaway Bay. Well, they're back again, and there's been um, some heartache for them through the off-season as well. And as I mentioned to Dave, I thought we should get Matt back on to talk about um, what has been happening with uh, these bunch of people who are trying to make... Um, well, some people in, back in PNG smile because rugby league is the national sport of Papua New Guinea and they've started the year with a win. Their coach should be delighted and he's on the line now. Matt Church, thanks very much for your time, mate. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely uh, happy with uh, getting off with a good start to the season. Well, mate, take us through. Last year we spoke and I'm sure you would not have expected to still be based on the Gold Coast heading into another season. Uh, what has the last 12 months been like for the Hunters? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a huge um, sacrifice for the players. Um, it's, a, it's probably just an extension of what they do back home. Normally, they're not all from Port Moresby, but we are in a camp environment in Port Moresby for the season. So we're just an extra three-hour flight away. But it's the cultural change, yeah. You know, you know, I heard you mention the Warriors, and I, I, I understand how people draw comparisons to that, but um, the cultural change is, is, is far significant. For, for our guys compared to the Warriors. Um, you know, I think they've been in five-star accommodation. We don't oh. quite have that. 
Um, so yeah, there's some little things in and around, you know, the guys um, dealing with accents. They all understand English, but it's more so the accent that they they struggle with. So. Um, yeah, it's been a few challenges and we learned some lessons in 2021 and we're, we're hoping to get them right in 2022. And Dave was saying last week on the program, uh, there's barely a player, I believe, in your squad or any, a member of the, the party there that haven't been touched by, you know, tragedy with regards to COVID back in PNG. Is that the case? Yeah, look, it's, um, it's you know, it was pretty rampant there at, at stages uh, last year and, um, yeah, so it, it, it's widespread the vaccination isn't a, isn't a huge um uptake with that over there i think they're still in single figure percentages so yeah there's a lot of people and the way that they live their life is probably the the opposite of what you want to see with covid protocols they you know they're very connected there's you know they live in villages and you know many people share a house and they're in close quarters so social distancing and those sort of things are, are fairly uncommon in png so what's a normal day like for the hunters, uh, you know, on a weekly basis there at uh, Runaway Bay? Yeah, so on a, you know, any, any day, so on Monday we, we usually um, we train in the morning, so the boys get up, do, um, we do a bit of video for the um, post-game review. Um, they'll train in the morning for, for a couple of hours, uh, have lunch, and then they'll do a weight session in the afternoon and, and a bit of uh, pool recovery um, later that day, so we've we've pretty much um, trained like an NRL environment. We just have an education day that is going to be built into our program. So we're just getting through organising uh, individual education for each of the players, and uh, yeah, so that's built into the program. That's probably the only difference between us and an NRL organisation. Now, last year you had some real battles also with injury and trying to put a, a team on the park, and it was a tough year for you on the field. Um, you said you've learned some lessons from last year uh, and hopefully will be better equipped this year. Is that part of that, to, to try and work out what will happen if you encounter those problems again? Yeah, look, it's it's the way that we play. Um, you know, the boys are 100% all the time, so that's going to mean injuries and suspensions at times, so... Um, which we really struggled with last year. We, um, yeah, we, we sort of didn't have a physio back in PNG, and when we came down, a couple of guys probably weren't where we needed them to be. Um, but we had a full-time physio this this preseason, and we managed to get through the whole preseason with you know, one broken hand and um, one hamstring injury. So um, my performance guys have done an amazing job, and we've. Um, We've built that into our program, so our, um, we've got an Australian physio who's come on to do mentoring for our PNG physio to upskill him and getting to the level that we need him to get to. What are your expectations for the year? Oh, look, we want to be the first team relocated um, to another country to, to make the finals. You know, the Warriors haven't done it. The PT Silk Tales who've landed on Massive Cap haven't been able to do it either, um, and we certainly didn't do it last year, so we certainly want to be that. The first team to do that, and uh, you know, we started started off well on the weekend with getting our first win. Yeah, against the Cutters, sixteen points to ten. Uh, is it a similar squad to last year? Do you have any new faces, or what's the team look like this year? No, we've got uh, thirteen returning players from last year's side. Um, we we had twenty. Uh, we you know offered twenty the chance to to do that, and uh, we've got rid of some of those guys. Uh, in the preseason, just standing around their attitudes and life in Australia, and um, yeah, so we, we we've narrowed that down to thirteen. I've, I've essentially taken a two-year uh, refresh to rebuild, basically year on year. 
Um, and a lot of our senior players who were um, in that 2017 Premiership are now have now gone. So we've got a, a younger group of guys, and that's uh, an organisational kind of thing. We're, we're a pathway to the, to the NRL, and you know, guys over the age of 25 struggle to get signed up to NRL clubs in Australia. So I know a Papua New Guinean that's over that age is, is going to um, struggle as well as they've still got a couple of years development. So we've gone younger again this year to try and aid getting guys to the NRL. And what's the reaction like still in PNG to this side? As I mentioned at the top of the chat, um, it's the only country in the world where rugby league is the national sport. We know how passionate they are in PNG with regards to to any form of rugby league. What sort of support are they the boys getting from back home? Yeah, look, they, they, everyone has an opinion back in PNG, and social media is something a fairly new phenomenon and. Um, yeah, I I laugh and joke and say that every, every Monday um, I get seven million keyboard coaches telling me how to do my job, and that and that's after a win. Um, so yeah, they're passionate. We understand that. Um, you, you know, we, we have to try and monitor the boys and just say, hey, don't read too much into it. You know, as long as it's not coming from within the four walls, then um, you know you'd be fairly safe to, to know that you've just got to stick with what we're trying to do and. Um, yeah, they they they're very very passionate, but they probably don't understand the inner workings of, of how a football team <laughs> operates. So it can be daunting at times, and it's something that we have to keep you know be mindful because you know these guys are making a huge sacrifice. Like at times, you know, isolating in the country that's foreign to them, and mm. you know, the last thing they need to be doing is reading comments about you know a, a bad performance or you know a drop ball. So. We spoke about uh, these players uh, relocating and, and being away from family, etc. What about you as the coach, even though you are an Aussie, you, you're with the team. Is it how, how do you cope with it? How are you impacted by uh, your side being uh, on the Gold Coast? Yeah, look, I, I obviously went back to PNG and spent the pre-season up there. So I spent three months, well, three months this year and four months last year away from my friends and family. So I understand the the enormity of the task for the players um, and, you know, obviously going to a country that, um, you know, is a little bit different culturally is, is, is a challenge as well. So getting used to those things. So I, I had that benefit of that. Um, last year, I spent probably a little bit more time with the boys in camp I'm from Brisbane. So uh, I, I still try and stay down in camp and be around the boys as much as possible, but um, get get away from it as well. Because there's a, there's a fair human cost, I guess, when you the head coach and is bringing 35 souls to a different country, um, worrying about their, their well-being and their welfare. And um, yeah, so I, you know, put some strategies and that's something I probably learnt a bit last year. You know, at times I probably spent too much time with them mm. um, and needed to get my own uh, headset ready and um, so that I can turn up to be the best coach that um, I can be for them because they're making that sacrifice, but also for their families because they're, they're making the ultimate sacrifice. So I feel like they need the best coach they can they can they can get every day, and I need to make sure that I'm looking after my family by doing that. And what are you expecting from the Capras uh, on Saturday afternoon in Rocky? Yeah, well, it's a bit of uh, PNG versus Little PNG. They've got five <laughs> top Indians, uh that that play for the for the Capras, and you look, they always love coming up against their countrymen. Um, you know, anyone that's watched any part of PNG rugby league know that it, there's a fair amount of tribalism still in the game up there. So they always want to run at each other and challenge each other. And um, yeah, look, they 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 seem to have a lot of energy. We we played them in the trial, and I think they won their two trials and. Um, and one last week against South coming back. So, 
they're going to be a tough opposition and they're not going to go away. You know, um, I think they've had a probably few lean years where you, they might have been able to turn the screws on them and they'll go away, but they look like a team this year that won't go away. Well, mate, thanks very much for your time, mate. Um, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, the Hunters, an extraordinary story. Good luck this weekend. Good luck with the first home game and no doubt we'll chat throughout the season. Uh, Matt Church there, the coach of the PNG Hunters. We'll take a break here on the Host Plus Cup Show. Other side of the break, we'll come back and speak with Craig Green from the West Panthers. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Wednesday afternoon here on SEN. Mark Braybrook with you. Uh, as we wind down on this Wednesday afternoon, don't forget uh, Saturday night or Saturday evening, myself and Gary Belcher will be at North Hippie Reserve for the clash between the Jets and the Cutters. But this weekend, as we mentioned earlier in the program with Dave Maiden, sees the start of the BMD Premiership. The women's comp gets underway. We uh, start on Saturday with Wynnum taking on Burley. That's at Iona College at one twenty. At 5.30 at Marsden, the Magpies, South Logan, take on the Tigers. Sunday, 1 o'clock at Pigabine, Tweed play the Gold Stars. And then Saturday night in Rocky, it's the Central Capras taking on the mighty West Panthers. And the coach of the West Panthers is a good mate of mine and uh, a Panthers stalwart, Craig Green. Good afternoon, mate. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? I'm well, mate. How are you and the team uh, ready for the weekend? You excited about uh, finally getting some footy? Yeah, look, it's it's been a fairly long pre-season uh, and working in and out of uh, you know COVID and also the floods uh, put us back a few weeks. But yeah, the girls are really excited. Uh, we fly out Saturday uh, and back Sunday, but looking forward to a, a big game. How long have you been coaching this women's team? About three years, isn't it, at, at Wes? Uh, yeah, three, this would be my fourth year, fourth year? now. Yeah. And yeah. what, what so, differences um, have you noticed in that time with the development of your players? Yeah, look, the, the physicality of the, the women's game has certainly increased. Um, you know, when I, I suppose when I first started, the, um, the fitness levels weren't quite where they should have, should be, uh, with the majority of the women, but the professor professionalism of, of all the girls now um, they have gym programs they're training three four nights a week uh, you know it's it's certainly increased and it's really exciting the young girls coming through the, the game now have actually been playing junior league whereas previously uh, a lot of players come from different codes um, and, and gave it a crack so uh, yeah it's exciting times for the women's game what uh, tell us a little bit about your side and some of the players? I know uh, Lily, your daughter's there at fullback, and um, she's a quality player. What uh, about some of the other girls you have in the side that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, look, we we have a, a diverse side, like like most sides, I suppose. Our average age is around twenty three with our group this year, um, and we've got eight players that are are twenty and and under, so uh, a fair bit of youth. But um, you know, and we've got some. Ex- experienced players like Caitlin Warren has played for Australia uh, she's on the comeback trail she played last year um, and Caitlin was kicked that field goal in, in the World Cup um, 17 I think so um, look, she plays 5-8 for us, uh, Lana Sheedy she's our half, she's been in the game for a long time quality goal kicker general play kicker uh, and, and guides the, the team around the field and and this year, Annette Brander uh, is joining our club for the first time. So Annette had a, 
a rough sort of a, a 2021 with injury. So um, we're really looking forward to getting Annette in our squad and, and her first hit out with us on Saturday night. You mentioned earlier about uh, the physicality is the thing you've noticed over the years. The girls are fitter and, and more, you know, adapted to playing rugby league. Are you also noticing in your time that more girls are wanting to play the game, that you have a bigger pool of players to be able to choose from? I, I think it's getting there. Um, you know, the, the QRL have expanded uh, the 19s comp this year, uh, which is uh, finishing up this weekend. Uh, so there's more more teams in the 19s. Um, the I, I think the NRL have done it right. Um, you know they did start with four teams. I've increased it to six. Um, the pool is now ready uh, to expand again next year into eight. Uh, you know, like I, I there's girls in my squad that would quite easily fit into an NRL system, uh, and you know. We only have four players to come back from NRL, and and that's you know Julia Robinson, Lauren Dam, um, Terry, and Taylor. So, but they will come back into our system after NRL. But uh, generally speaking, you you will see an influx of players, uh, women playing league, and it, it is exciting because they're uh, they're willing to try um, and. They really want to learn the game. They're they're like sponges. They they just love to be coached. They love feedback, and um, it, it's exciting times. It's exciting too to see that mighty red and black jersey back, and the support I would imagine you get uh, from the local community um, and those West Panther stores. I know there's still other West sides playing around as well, but uh, um, to see that red and black again, mates. I know we're both a little bit biased, but uh, it is fantastic. Yeah, look, I've um, obviously you know grown up at, at West, and you know when my dad moved up here from Newtown um, in early seventies, so um, you know red and black certainly in my blood. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. We do get a fair bit of support. You know, a lot of the players that I played with in, in my era, you know, in a long time ago, uh, they always come down and watch the girls play. Uh, so they they're very supportive. Uh, so it, yeah, it's a it's a good. A good vibe down there, um, and the old boys really come down and support the team. Yeah, it's wonderful. Great club. Now, a couple of questions for you about, first of all, about sponsors. Uh, on Breakfast with Patton Hills, you uh, you let us know that you have uh, one of arguably the, the wealthiest sponsors in all rugby league in the state, particularly after his recent performances. Uh, one of our favourite golfers, because he made his name on the Gold Coast, uh, Gold Coast the great Harold Varner III, remarkably is involved with the West Panthers. Yeah, look, um, H and I sort of met each other, uh, I think 2015, he came down for the first time and played the PGA and he got beat in the playoff this, that year and uh, he, he was sort of a, a Neville then. Um, you know, not many people knew him and, and it was just lucky. I I drew uh, Harold in the, um, the Pro-Am the, on the Wednesday and we sort of just, yeah, became friends. So it, uh, it's a really weird relationship. We, uh, we talk a fair bit, you know, messages to and fro, um, probably weekly, uh, fortnightly probably. And um, he's got a charity, uh, Harold Varner Foundation over in, in the States. And, and he's all about giving back to community. He's just such a, a 
a real gentleman and he just wants golf or sport in general to be affordable for all kids. And you now he came from a background where it was really tough to play golf um, because of the cost, the cost of uh, playing golf in the States at that stage is, was so high. Um, so he, he's got a passion for, for helping people play sport and for it to be affordable and, so he he reached out. Oh, we talk a fair bit about family and so on, and um, and he just said, "How can I help?" And um, you know, I explained with the women's game that you know these girls are semi-professional. Like we, they get paid a hundred a win. They still got to pay fees for their kit and insurance. Um, so the level's not quite there as in professionalism um, as the men. But mm. he's happy to help, and he. Uh, he sent some funds over, and, and we, we certainly appreciate it. Great stuff. Uh, it's a wonderful story, and it's great um, it's great to see someone like him uh, taking an interest. Mate, thanks very much for your time. You're lucky. We're run out of time. I haven't been able to ask you the question that Ian Healy wanted me to ask of you about 56 Not Out, your clothing line. So we'll talk about that next time. Um, good luck in Rocky, and uh, we'll chat, no doubt, throughout the year as the mighty West Panthers take part in the BMD Premiership. Good on you, mate. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Thank you. There he is, Craig Green, the uh, coach of the West Panthers. And, yeah, I managed happened to coach there for a year. Kevy Walters was my sponge boy, would you believe? Coach Jack, his uh, eldest son, and uh, Tony Curry's young bloke. Matty was in my team, and Greeny was there as well. His young bloke was in the side, and we had a terrific time. We actually ended up winning the premiership, Brixie, that year. We won the grand final, so I was very happy with that. Kevy, the year before, couldn't manage it. They got beaten, so I took over and... Did better than Kevy, which I'd always remind him of as well. There's a little bit of boasting to finish the show. That's all we have time for. Thanks very much for your company. Now, don't forget, uh, on Saturday night here on SCN, myself and Gary Belcher, we will be calling all the action from North Ipswich as the Jets take on the Cutters. So that's it for this afternoon. Have yourselves a great week and a great weekend of rugby league watching wherever you may be taking part in the greatest game of all right around the state of Queensland. It's all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. We'll catch you next Wednesday afternoon. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.